0: Because it's such a good story and it's from our God, let's stand to hear the words of our Savior's birth. They're written for us in Luke chapter two. This is what God says about his birth. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. For just a moment, let's ponder with Mary. The things that she saw and heard. You've heard how it ended, right? And Mary pondered up all these things and treasured them in their hearts. I pray that tonight, as we ponder, that you would treasure the wonderful things that our God has done. Let's pray. God in heaven, you've gathered us together tonight to hear, to sing, to praise, and to pray with you. Because you were born to save us. We pray, fill our hearts with such a joy that we cannot be contained because it's so good, the things that you've done for us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God I want to take you through is from John chapter 1. This is what John writes to us. John chapter 1, beginning at verse 14. He says, The word, that's Jesus, (coughs) became flesh, And made his dwelling among us, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. John, the Baptist, testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when he said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, the fullness of Jesus, We have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. But the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. This is God's word. I I love Christmas. Don't you? Yeah. For a, I suppose you have, this, Jake is responding, it's good. <laughs> I love Christmas. I especially love Christmas Eve. I, I like it because the lights are down low and it's just a quiet time. It, it's just a time to sit and, yeah, we sing loud and it's so cool to hear you sing. But it's a quiet night. The lights are low. I love the songs, the hymns, don't you? We, we don't normally sing Oh Holy Night, but all of you chimed right in as if you had always known it. Because these Christmas hymns and songs are in our bones. Whether, wherever we're at, they fill us with joy and gladness. I, I love it because of the light. I know the lights are <coughs> down low, but I love candles. Doesn't everybody, especially kids, they get to play with fire a little bit? No, they won't. Jacob, no playing with fire. (laughs) I love Christmas for a lot of reasons. And we plan a service that fits a lot of those reasons, because you're coming to be quiet and to listen and to be encouraged and to rest. Amid all the busyness of the Christmas season, you want to stop for an hour or so, just to be with Jesus. It's a quiet night, it's a still night. But that first Christmas, whenever it happened, it it, it was hardly like we celebrate it today. I, I think about the relationship between Mary and Joseph. It was good at the moment when Jesus was born, but think about the history. They were engaged to be married, and then Joseph finds out she's pregnant and is ready to get a quiet divorce until the angel comes. You can imagine the angst that was in Joseph's heart before the angel came and said, it's okay, this is from God. It's Emmanuel, your Savior. And how about the trip? 75 miles from Nazareth in the north to Bethlehem in the south at Caesar Augustus's decree and tried doing it nine months pregnant. I've never been pregnant, but I'm told it's not fun. Now you're going over dusty, dirty, dangerous terrain trying to get to a place the king told you to go to. I can only imagine how exhausted Mary was, not to mention Joseph. After a trip like that. And then there was no room. They, they couldn't get on Expedia and get a room ahead of time. They got there and there was no room. And it might have been okay. They could have gotten a tarp and some cardboard and made do for a night or so. But then Mary's water broke. Okay, we don't know that part. But... She looked at Joseph and said, it's time. Now what? And they make their way to a stable, a cave, whatever it happened to be, to give birth to a baby. Oh, and how about those shepherds? Out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. You know how the verses go. Right? Doing what shepherds do. Perhaps huddled around a fire to stay warm. Some of them perhaps keeping watch to make sure no wolves or thieves or robbers came. And then all of a sudden, their world was rocked when an angel showed up, showed up. And then not just one angel, but myriads of angels. And the glory of the Lord shone around them and, fill in the blank, and they were sore afraid, depending on how you learned it as a kid, they were Terrified. And they should have been. God had come in all his glory. Did you catch that? The glory of the Lord shone around them. God in all his glory. God in all his holiness. God in all his perfection was there surrounding those angels. And they should have been scared. Because light exposes us. Is that why we turn the lights down dim at Christmas? Because we're trying to hide some of the dust and the dirt in our homes? Or maybe, is that just my house? <laughs> where you have this special closet or this special room where all your garbage goes? So that, that's what we did it as kids. People would come over and we'd do our best to clean up, but then it was five minutes till crunch time and then mom would say, okay, throw it in my room and lock the door. Except the shepherds weren't scared because of a messy bedroom. And as we come to this night, perhaps, and we consider the glory of the Lord, we ought not be scared because of a messy house. You want my opinion? It doesn't matter. Be, be with your family and your friends. But what does the light and the glory of God reveal? It exposes us and shows us as we really are. We, we, we think to ourselves sometimes that we're doing pretty good. Especially at Christmas time, I won't ask you to raise your hands, but especially at Christmas time, don't you often think to yourself, I'm doing pretty good being nice to people. I'm turning my good deed, I'm turning it over, I'm paying it forward. I'm donating here and giving there and I'm doing pretty good. None of, none of us would say that we're doing it perfectly because we're all sinners. But we perhaps think to ourselves, we're doing pretty good. Doing the, the, the best that we can anyway. And then what about all those skeletons in our closet? I'm not, not talking about the garbage you don't want people to see. I'm talking about things from your past. The stuff that you sweep under your bed because you don't want anyone to see. the the sins that you're ashamed of and embarrassed about, that you hope don't ever show up on Facebook, that you hope the pictures never surface, that people never find out. And then God comes. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And you can't hide anymore. Because you might be able to hide your stuff from your guests and you might be able to shut the door on the skeletons in your closet, but when God comes, he shows things, shows you as you really are, and you've fallen short of his glory. And they were sore afraid. But do you see what God did? Did you, did you catch it in John? Did you see what John hear what John said? The Word became flesh. Do you see? When, when God came to be with us, Emmanuel, he didn't come in glory, did he? Sure, the glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds, but when God came, he didn't come in glory to consume us with His glory to devour us with his anger. Look, instead of consuming us with his glory, God clothed himself with flesh. The word became flesh and lived among us. That that little baby that Mary held in her arms was God. He had a birthday birthday. We don't know for sure when it was, and I'm not going to debate you on it. He had a birthday, but know this. He also had no beginning. John said, the one who comes after me has surpassed me because he was. I know, you're like, this is over my, this is, my head spinning. But I want you to see the majesty of what God has done for you. God himself fit himself all the way in a little baby boy for you. And from his fullness, instead of pouring out anger and wrath and punishment because of all the things you've done, he pours out, did you catch that too? From his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. If you want a picture, imagine a conveyor belt of God's grace. A gift of grace, forgiveness. And then another one. And then another one. From his fullness, from the fullness of who Jesus is, God, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. And forgiveness, forgiveness for all the things that you tried to sweep under the bed. And you know what those things are. Forgiveness for all the skeletons in your closet that you hope no one ever finds out about. Forgiveness for each and every single sin. No matter how many times. See, instead of consuming us, he clothed himself in flesh. Instead of God clothed himself in flesh to cover us with his blood. Do you you remember how long were the shepherds afraid? I don't think for very long. We don't have a time. Because remember what the angel said to them? There they were on the ground maybe, terrified. And the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I have good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is Christ. He is the Messiah. He's the Lord come to bleed for you. So that as you stand before God, all your sins are washed by his blood. And you are forgiven. And you are clean. God clothed himself with flesh to cover you with his blood. God took on our humanity to get it done for us. How many, how many of you have to-do lists still? I know it's Christmas Eve. You don't, have to, you don't want to admit it. Maybe most of you are done. Way to go. I, I'm not. But God has a to-do list for us. See, we talk about, often talk about all the stuff that we shouldn't do but do anyway, the sins. But God has a to-do list for us. These are the things that you ought to be doing as my children. And it's not done. That's also falling short. And Jesus took on your humanity to do it all. When Jesus got to the cross at the end of his life, he looked at his father and he said, Father, it's to done. It's finished. There, there's nothing left. There's nothing left for me to do. There's nothing left at all. I did everything that you sent me to do. And dear friends, he says to you and me, take credit for it. I want you to have credit for all the things that I've done. He got it done. Everything. Everything. So that as you stand before God, you stand covered in his blood, purified of all your sins. And then robed, dressed in the done things. And all that means is that at the end, when Jesus comes back, he was clothed in humility. And one day he's going to rule all this. What we're not singing it tonight. Maybe we should just for fun. No more let sin and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. When he comes, he will not come as a little baby, weak and meek and lowly and mild. He will not come as one who will die. He will come to rescue us. And bring us into his kingdom where there will be no more sorrow or sadness or sickness or pain or dying. (coughs) There will be no more fear. There will be no more sin. Because we will be with him. And that will be a peace unlike anything else we've experienced here on earth. And that's why tonight can be for us a peaceful night. We don't have to sit here and try to reenact the stress of that night. Dear friends, there's no stress. There's no fear. Because Jesus has come. And he saved his people. And we are filled with joy. Amen? Amen. 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 Now the God of peace grant you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you. Amen.